Hi, and welcome to Heart of the Matter. My name is Gretchen Krampf, and I am here today on this uh, kind of misty, moody Friday morning in the Pacific Northwest with Lift Your Spirits. Um, this is a great show that Dina Marie, I really want to give a shout out to Dina Marie because she brought me on board to spend some time with you through the fall. And this is my fourth show on Heart of the Matter. We're having conversations that are important. And today we're going to be talking about gratitude and grace. Um, gratitude is such an important thing in my life. I am... <clears throat> Well, I guess I've been around long enough that uh, gratitude is what carries me and brings grace into my life. And I'm feeling uh, really honored that I've got two longtime friends and new friends joining me. Uh, Jenny Haas is going to be with us in a little while. Um, I've known Jenny for uh, about 10 years and she's doing amazing work in the world around kindness and gratitude. And then later in the show, we'll have Rafe Perlman, who is a newer friend, but I have uh, known him for a while through his work, his music. I love he calls himself a, a vocal alchemist, and he'll be um, coming to you from Orcas Island with some reflections later. So I hope you can stay with us for the full hour. Um, but I wanted to drop into a little bit of a reflection on why gratitude was my, my subject for this, this show. And it goes back about 20 years for me when it really came into view in my life. Um, I had gone to grad school on the East Coast. I work in organizational development and leadership development. And I had gone to the East Coast um, in my 40s, got a degree and uh, started a consulting practice and was living there in 2001 when I met a very special person. Um, I had ended a 23-year marriage um, at a point where it was time to take our separate paths and was in a, a time of um, what's next, you know, that space of change where you've moved through a transition and you're just in a place of um, being open to what's next. And in April of 2001, um, I met an amazing man. Um, he had come to the United States. He was working in um, financial services and technology. And in April of that year, um, I was smitten. Twitter pated, as my friends would say. And um, when your heart opens up like that, there's nothing in the world uh, to beat that space of grace. You know, and when uh, we were getting to know each other that spring and summer, um, there was a big shift in his work life. Um, he had been working on a project that had him in Washington, DC, a couple of days of the week, and then in New York City, three days of the week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, he'd be up in New York. And as we were um, getting to, to know each other better in that summer, in July, uh, the project he was working on shifted, and they decided to dismantle it and um, close out the project, which meant closing out the team. And um, what do you do then? When you know, the work that you're doing that brought you here changes, the relationship you're in is um, opening space. And so that summer of 2001 was a bit of a um, discovery time and a shifting time. Sometimes when things end, you're never quite sure why that's happening. But um, I learned that summer to be open to the possibility that even though it felt like a disappointment or that it could create some chaos, to stay open to the outcomes and not really know and just be present in every moment. So um, it created a space for us to spend more time in the beautiful Pacific Northwest as we got to know each other, as he looked for his next step, his next opportunity. So back uh, after summer, we're in September and we're back on the East Coast. And um, 
on September 11th, I was um, um, out early in the morning getting my hair cut and um, all was um, in our place in Arlington. And I got home about 10, 10.30 and walked in to um, a man who had just gotten a phone call from my son who asked if mom and he were all right. We didn't watch television. He had no idea what was going on. So he looked on his computer and discovered what was happening in New York City. And all of us remember September 11th, 20 years ago. Paul worked in the towers on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. And if he had been in New York that morning, he wouldn't have come home to me. And in a moment of shift, um, he lost a lot of people that he knew and he cared about. Um, and it opened up a place of gratitude in me for what was right before me and the opportunity for us to be with each other and hold each other in a time where there was so much sorrow and there was so much uncertainty. And it was a moment of grace and gratitude that has thrust me forward for the last 20 years. Um, the other thing I was grateful about is I had everything in the house to make macaroni and cheese, which is my go-to. Always grateful to be able to do that for a moment of uh, need. And we probably were on the first or second flight out of Washington, D.C., back to Seattle. And we were married on the top of uh, Mount Constitution at Little Summits on September 23rd. And this year we celebrated our 20th anniversary. So um, I really am grateful to have had this 20 year adventure with this man, my husband, Paul. And I am um, aware that in moments of great loss, when we can find space for gratitude, it can bring grace into our lives in a way. So I wanted to uh, bring that story forward today to hold an opening for us to know that what we think about affects how we feel. And how we tell our stories um, becomes our life. So um, in service to that, how can gratitude gift us in managing our moods. If we're, we're seeing things in a way that's really taking us to a place of fear or resistance um, or a downward spiral, how can we catch ourselves and change the way that we're feeling by examining what we're thinking about? And the psychology of positive thinking is really potent because our minds cannot hold both things at the same time. We can't sit in despair when we open a space to be aware of what we're grateful for. It trips the, the neural pathways um, we don't hold both at the same time. So gratitude can actually create a space for grace by opening other ways of seeing and feeling and being in the world. And I don't say that it's easy, but it's a practice that we can um, create. And I have found that nature is certainly a place where I can land and realize that I am part of something. I am connected to something that is so much bigger than me, the little me, the, 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 the 
ME, that's not a capital me. And being part of that um, awareness that I am held in beauty and I am part of a bigger plan and acknowledging either through a thought or making a note in my journal or sending an email or a note to someone who has touched my life, a thank you and appreciation boosts my gratitude quotient. And I like that cup to be pretty full. So it's something that I have been wanting to work on and nurture more and more. Um, and that is why I'm really pleased to have Jenny and Rafe with me today, because uh, Jenny's actually <laughs> becoming my gratitude coach through the project she's introduced me to. And we'll have an opportunity to hear so much about that um, in a little bit. So I wanted to um, actually make a shift before we go to break and share a poem by Mary Oliver and it's called Gratitude. What did you notice? The dew snail, the low flying sparrow, the bat on the wind in the dark, big chested geese in the V of sleekest performance, the soft toed patient in the hot sand, the sweet hungry ants, the uproar of mice in the empty house, the tin music of the cricket's body, the blouse of the goldenrod. What did you hear? The, sh the thrush greeting the morning, the little bluebirds in their hot box, the salty talk of the wren, then the deep cup of an hour of silence. When did you admire? The oaks letting down their dark and hairy fruit, the carrot rising in its elongated waist, the onion sheet after sheet curved inward to the pale green wand. At the end of summer, the brassy dust, the almost liquid beauty of the flowers, then the ferns scrawned black by the forest. What astonished you? The swallows making their dip and turn over the water, what would you like to see again? My dog, her energy and exuberance, her willingness, her language beyond all nimbleness of tongue, her recklessness, her loyalty, her sweetness, her strong legs, her curled black lip, her snap. What was most tender? Queen Anne's lace with its parsnip root, the everlasting in its bonnets of wool, the kinks and turns of the Tupelo's body, the tall blank banks of sand, the clam clamped down. What was most wonderful? The sea and its wide shoulders, the sea and its triangles, the sea lying back on its long athlete's spine. What did you think was happening? The green beast of the hummingbird, the eye of the pond, the wet face of the lily, the bright tuckered knee of the broken oak, the red tulip of the fox's mouth, the upswing, the downpour, the frayed sleeve of the first snow. So the gods shake us from our sleep. Mary Oliver. So, Benny, I want you to take us away with some beautiful music by our guest, Rafe Perlman. We'll be hearing from him later in the show. When we come back, I'll introduce you to Jenny Haas. This is KKNW 1150, Lift Your Spirits and Heart of the Matter.
Lift Your Spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Tune in every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. for the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer. Learn from and be inspired by local leaders, thinkers, and problem solvers who are tackling the sustainable living questions through invention, collaboration, and hard work. This lively and thought-provoking show focuses on tangible, practical measures that we can all take to reduce our carbon footprint and rethink how we relate to the resources of our natural world. Don't forget, that's the Sustainability Sessions with host Rebecca Sayer every third Friday on Lift Your Spirits Radio at 8 a.m. Are you planning your next move? We know it can be stressful, but at a swift move, you can relax and leave the work to us. You can put your mind at ease that your personal items will be safe throughout the entire moving process. To get a free quote from licensed professionals so you can compare and save, call us at 425-309-0577. That's 425-309-0577. So make your next move a swift one and give us a call. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Beautiful. That's Rafe Perlman's Vistare. We'll have an opportunity to hear more of his music later. Um, but right now, I want to introduce you to my friend, Jenny Haas. Jenny, um, I'm going to let you do a little of your introduction, um, but I wanted to say these past 10 years of knowing you through our shared work in leadership, um, development, and watching you bring so much of your intentionality and your gifts of creativity and constancy to the world. Um, has been a real gift to me. So thank you for joining me today and welcome to Heart of the Matter. So how are you and where are you today? I am um, delighted to be here and very honored by the invitation and um, moved by your opening. So, um, and I'm coming to you from Utah here in the US. And um, if I were in a spot where I could look outside my window, um, I would not see the beautiful ocean that you've got there, but I would see the gorgeous Rocky Mountains. And um, so grateful to be living in a place of, of such beauty. Great. So tell us a little bit about what has brought you to your kindness work in the world. You've been at this a while. I have. Um, you know, I've always tried to be a kind person. I feel like it's part of, you know, who I am inherently, but I've the past couple of years been feeling a calling to ramp it up further. And I think a lot of that is because of um, where we seem to be in the world, in our societies. And, and we're, I think that kindness is needed more now than ever. And, and it hurts to when I see a lack of it um, in our communities, in our families, in our politics, um, in, our, in our companies, you know, with employees. So I, I am just feeling very called to help people look at kindness more intentionally and maybe set an intention for creating a legacy of kindness because we're creating a legacy of some sort no matter what. So how about focusing on kindness? And if 
kindness is your legacy, what would you be doing? How would you be thinking or walking in the world? I think it would be just, um, you know, I think there's a fallacy when we think about kindness as being nice. It's so much more than that. It embodies uh, so many other core key values. And, you know, when you take on um, really embodying kindness, I think you're looking for ways to make a difference where you can in another's life. You're looking for ways to do either big kindnesses or very simple kindnesses. You are seeing someone that might be down, looking discouraged, and just flash them a smile, a sincere smile, use their name, thank them for their service. Um, we don't know what people are going through. There might be a facade that someone is wearing where everything looks like it's fine, but they really need to have that human connection. I've been seeing a lot of that. A lot of folks who are just feeling isolated and um, trying to keep a, a stiff upper lip on things. So taking the time to actually listen when you ask, how are you doing? Right, right. And, you know, there's, you know, we can look at small kindnesses, but there really isn't a small kindness. I don't think there's a, a kindness that maybe doesn't take a lot of energy on your part, but the ripple effect of kindness is just, you know, a simple act can impact that person goes on to impact who they interact with the, the rest of the day, um, maybe changes how they, um, are in their family, it can really, you know, ripple out, transcend to multiple people and even change generations. Mm -hmm. You think about a school teacher who, who gives a, a child, um, a student, um, positive affirmations and words of you can do it. And that child may then grow up to be, you know, the first college graduate in their family and change just that whole the trajectory of their family for generations. That's a really important point. Yeah, yeah, because I think, you know, I mean, your work in leadership development is long and deep as well. And each of us has the potential to lead that way. You don't have to run a company to be a leader. We're all leaders. So that moment of seeing and saying something to someone and touching them in a way, you never know how that's going to ripple to your yeah. point of seeing, especially, you know, being an adult for a younger person that sees them and gives them encouragement when so often there's a lot of self-criticism and um, feeling that you don't belong. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. You might be that one voice that, that they hear in a positive way, one yeah. voice that can make a difference. And you know, and sometimes I think about, too, um, something that's so simple. What if I don't do it? What's the opportunity cost? Right, right. Yeah, don't be stingy. Yeah. So, but you, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're even more than just being kind in, in your way, in your walk in the world. You've actually got a kindness project. Right. Yeah, multiple projects. You know, one of them started out, and it's still rolling out. The ripple effect is still rolling out. Um, a couple of years ago, almost, I was getting ready to, uh, we were getting ready to celebrate my mom's um, 91st birthday. And I was trying to figure out, you know, how do we celebrate that? We'd had a big party the year before and I had this inspiration actually on Christmas morning to offer up an, an initiative, inviting people, friends, family, strangers to do an act of kindness in her honor to celebrate her birthday. Wow. And had no idea what would unfold from there, but it turned out there were 133 acts of kindness that were done on her behalf for her birthday. And so I put it together. I know you can't, the audience can't see this, but I'll, I'll show this to you in this um, lovely book with all of the different acts. And when my mom read it, she was so touched that she determined that she would do 133 acts to match each one of the kindnesses done on her behalf. So the ripple continues. Um, I was presenting at uh, KindFest USA just about a year ago, sharing about it. One of the audience members um, was so touched that he determined he would do 133 acts of kindness. And I just love the you know, example of the ripple impact. And so it's still going. I think so that's, that's marvelous. 
one of one of the initiatives. And is your mom still going with you too? Um, yes, she is. In fact, um, tomorrow, let's see. Yeah, tomorrow is World Kindness Day. Okay. And we've got a little kindness initiative I'll, 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 um, for us tomorrow that I'll share with you as well. Yeah, yeah. Say a little bit about that so um, we can make sure that people know to pay attention tomorrow. Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge I would love to extend, and it's not my challenge. It is actually coming from a um, woman in India. Her name is Vimala Peters, and I hope I pronounce this correctly. Mahendale, and she's the uh, president of the World Kindness Movement. So she has been in this work for a long time, helping to create World Kindness Day. And one of the initiatives that they have started is asking everyone to take an hour tomorrow and um, just turn away from social media and use that hour instead to do an act of kindness. And that kindness can be for yourself, it can be for someone else, it can be for the planet. And um, so I would challenge and, and invite people to participate. So I'm excited about what my mom and I are literally cooking up, to, you know, for tomorrow. And um, it's a simple act, one hour of our time. And maybe what we're allowed to do in one hour a month, maybe an hour a week, who knows? I love it. And is there a, a website for it so you can talk about what you're doing or a way there for is. people to learn more? Yeah, and I'll, and I'll share that with you um, for the, the notes. But if you go to the World Kindness Movement, there's a Facebook group as well, and there's a website, and, and you can find where you can be inspired and then also share your kind act so we can really just the length of the world. Excellent. We'll put that in the show notes so that folks okay. can find it. But um, I also know that um, you've been a, a big guide for me about gratitude. I mean, you know, we talk about gratitude a lot, but you've, you're in it deep. I want to yeah. have yeah. a little time for you to share about that, too. Oh. Yeah, I would love to. And, and you know, kindness and, and gratitude, um, they, they are just on the same path together, often walking hand in hand. And they both are ways that um, help us to increase our, our abundance and joy in our lives. And the past couple of years, I have um, been digging in deeper into gratitude as well. And one of my guides um, has been a gentleman named Kevin Monroe. And he does a 30 Days in the Power of Gratitude program. And um, I'm not a slow learner, but I signed up for my sixth time, <laughs> quite honestly, because each time I'm involved, um, I learn something new and peel back the layers of gratitude and deepen my practice. And um, so I'd love to share a little bit about that, if you'd like. Please, yeah. Tell me more. So this is a, it's a, a platform that is online and people join in um, maybe five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. You can put it into it, whatever you like, but it's bringing together um, people to practice gratitude together. And when I practice gratitude in the past, it's always been just individual. Um, and I was blown away that first challenge that I did the 30 day event with the power of, of practicing gratitude with others because I was inspired by uh -huh. what people would say. And this is a, so it's a platform where you go in, there is a um, gratitude intention that you can start your day with reading that and kind of getting in the right gratitude mindset. There um, are some coaching videos that Kevin does to help us look at different ways of practicing gratitude, like, you know, taking time to pause There's before we react to something and and the power of the pause. Um, there's a place that we can go in and write um, a couple of noticings that we've had, a personal journal that nobody has access to. We get to see that, but it takes a look at how, um, you know, examples of gratitude for the day. For instance, um, I pause to make space for gratitude. I noticed something good and beautiful, felt grateful for good things in life, expressed gratitude in written or spoken form, or leaned into gratitude when things got rough. So, you know, you can pick one of those drop downs and then share what your experience was. Um, there's the wall of winds that I absolutely love because we can go in and post, you know, a small win for us that day. Others on the challenge can, can give you a high five. They may comment. There may be beautiful conversations that are generated. Um, and it is such a beautiful place for inspiration. Um, and then I think there's a, videos, coaching, you know, the coaching videos and a longer video during the week. And then there's a place we can simply state what we're grateful for and everyone can see that. And 
And then once a week, we have a Zoom call to get together and just share personally. So it's, um, it's really remarkable. And some of the things I learned from that was um, start gratitude in the morning. Instead of waiting in the evening to think back on what I was grateful for, I started in the morning as well. It just changes um, the, the trajectory of my day and brings in abundance. Yeah. So it's, it's been a, a remarkable experience and continues to be. So your community is a global community. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I've got beautiful, wonderful, inspiring friends in the UK and um, South Africa and the Netherlands that I, I may never meet in person, but um, we've, we're growing together in gratitude. You know, and, and that's been the interesting piece of our, our COVID go to your room time has been the opportunity to actually connect. Yeah. Yeah. differently and so six times I actually you are the one who encouraged me I am in this year this this 30-day project so um, I'm looking forward to actually experiencing the the, the process and mm -hmm. using the platform um, and it, is there a website that you could point people to for that or Kevin yeah, Monroe would, uh, Kevin Monroe is M-O-N-R-O-E Okay. And, and that's in the, you'll have that in the notes as well. There's a the landing page that's uh, directly for that. Great. So if you want to come and hang out with Jenny and me uh, at a gratitude gathering, um, this 30-day challenge has started. Can people join in the midst of it, or do they wait for the next round to begin? You know, they, they, I think that they, we've been going for about a week now, so they, I think they may still be able to join. They may want to join the next one, but Kevin does do, um, weekly and monthly gratitude encounters. So there's lots of information on this website if you want to kind of dip your toe in um, gently. Okay. Yeah, love to have people join. I love that. I love that. So this is how you and I've been able to continue to be with each other, even through right. these COVID times, me on Arcus Island, you in Utah, um, and appreciating the beauty and the wonder. Now, yeah. I know you love nature like I do. Oh, yeah. So how is nature serving you? Thinking about Mary Oliver and what she noticed. What have you been noticing and grateful for? Um, you know, um, nature is such a, an essential part of, of my life and my, my mental health, my spiritual health. And um, it helps to lift me up. It's just a beautiful balm particularly during times of um, difficult times or, you know, frightening times or um, times when it's real hard to find something to be grateful for, but there's always something. And, you know, I, one of the experiences where nature served me so well was um, in 2013 when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the, the very next day I was out on the trail, I left the trail taking a walk. And there were so many beautiful things um, sent my way, um, whether it was a hummingbird that reminded me of my mom and how strong she is, or the mountains that reminded me of my dad and his strength and, and love for the mountains. And there were so many things that nature shared with me to help give me strength for what was the unknown that was coming my way. And it turned out to be the most beautiful and glorious walk after 24 hours of that, you know, very frightening diagnosis. So that's just one example of how nature lifts me and um, where it helps me to find gratitude. Yeah. When that, 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 the, the ground shifts. Yeah. As I was yeah. saying earlier, you know, and if you can find yourself stable mm -hmm. in nature and allow nature and notice. So noticing um, we're getting ready to to go to a break. I want you to stay with us and we'll come back and have Raif with us uh, for our last segment. But thank you, Jenny, for bringing your beautiful, soulful self to our conversation today. I really admire the work that you are doing and the way that you're walking in the world. Um, so thank really so deep bow, grateful for you. And we will be right back. This is Heart of the Matter on KKNW 1150 AM, Lift Your Spirits Radio. We'll see you soon. We are like stars inside. 
Our Energy Matters Tip of the Week with Dina Marie. Get that party started. How many times do you think of doing something and then you talk yourself out of it? For instance, cleaning out the garage. Instead of thinking, and you have that thought like, I should clean out the garage, just physically go out there with a bag and put something in it and throw it away. It's that simple. As long as you're moving and you're showing the universe that you have the same intention to clean your garage, then magic starts to happen. If you sit in your head and think about it, there is no magic. So anytime you move forward, the universe is going to conspire to help you. And that might mean your neighbor comes over and says, hey, let's clean your um, garage together and we'll, we'll make a day of it. And it might be fun. So the most important thing about energy is movement. So if you have an idea and it feels good in your body and then you start talking yourself out of it, just do it. Whatever it is, get the party started. That's the Our Energy Matters tip of the week with Dina Marie. Do you feel stressed, exhausted, or burned out? Would you like to identify your unique warning signs and know what to do? Are you ready to learn how to calm your system and increase your energy so you are healthier, happier, and more productive? Learn from an expert. I transform my life from burnout to bliss, and you can too. Go to MarlaWilliams.net. Click on Learn and sign up for my Burnout Prevention Formula course and move from burnout to bliss in just six weeks or less. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Speak your story and I'll sing mine Sing me your story and I'll speak in kind And I'll tether your heart And I'll tether your heart To stars And we're back. That is Rafe Perlman Vistari. That's uh, the story. Rafe, I am so happy to have you with me today on Heart of the Matter, um, waving across the water on, on San Juan Island. And Rafe, where are you and how are you this morning? I'm wonderful and uh, thankful to be here, of course. And um, I'm even extra thankful just to be on Orcas Island, which has been the blessing of my life lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rafe, you and I have really gotten to spend a good bit of time in the last few weeks uh, sinking into your big story. Um, I'm fascinated with the, the creativity that you bring to the world, how you see the world, and how you're walking in gratitude. And that's why I'm really delighted to have you with me today, because I think that the, the way that you are um, responding to this time of change has been a real inspiration to me and so many people who know you as a friend and as a musician and as a creative, um, your Facebook feed is just uh, an adventure every day on Orcas Island or some beautiful place. So Hmm. how have you been walking in gratitude over these past many months? Well, I I think it kind of, uh, you know, it it was an amazing process with uh, COVID that 
when it first hit, I was planning a tour and I was living in Los Angeles at the time and work had been a little slow and I, and I had a vision of just kind of, uh, taking it back on a more grassroots level and doing a solo tour and teaching voice and, and doing performances up the West coast and around the, uh, uh, kind of the West in general. And, and, uh, so I was booking this three month tour and COVID happened. And when it became obvious that, uh, it was sticking around all of a sudden, the first emotion I had was, oh, wow, what am I going to do now? You know, it was the little bit of that panic came up and, and the stress of the financial reality and just thinking I had a vision of life to move forward with. And then that was just stripped away. Right. Yeah. So once I went through that, I mean, I went through that, that pretty quickly of just like, okay, this, this is not up to me. I'm, I have to let go. I have to surrender to this and into that mystery and unknown. So once I got to that place, everything kind of started uh, unfolding in a more magical way. And uh, the journey at that point was where uh, this new uh, exploration of what life could be, of letting go uh, completely of and stepping into that unknown. And ever since that, it's been uh, probably the, uh, you know, probably much one of the most transformational times of my life. And, and to be honest, a journey of, of coming home completely uh, as much as uh, I've experienced. So that coming home, um, you know, Orcas Island beckoned you, but it's not the first time that you've spent time here. Um, I think it'd be lovely to hear a bit of the story about your rediscovering the island. Yeah, yeah. Orcas Island has always been this um, incredible place for me throughout my life. It was uh, the first place I went when I graduated from uh, college, from art school. And my mother um, took me and my best friend up here to uh, to Dobe, actually. And um, uh, that was my first vision of orcas and kayaking out here and, and paddling through the eagles. And and uh, and then much later in life, uh, well, not too much later, I made my first record on orcas. It got started in Seattle and then uh, got finished uh, on Orcas Island with a a great man named Bruce Harvey. And um, that was a project called River Roots. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then throughout life, it was kind of a place of pilgrimage where I'd come up for uh, festivals that I played at, uh, uh, different opportunities to perform and to retreat and just kind of pilgrimage to here. So when I left LA, I actually went to visit my mother in Hawaii, just kind of take a moment of like, okay, go see mom figure out what's next, wait. And I had some work offer to do some studio work in Seattle. So that got me to back to the mainland. And I had an incredible uh, month drive up the West Coast to get to Seattle. It took my time. The first time I could really, uh, wasn't on a timeline because of COVID. So I was able to mm -hmm, really right. enjoy the drive up. And uh, I had no plan to come to Orcas. And I met a friend on the road uh, Darren Leong, actually, and who you know, uh -huh. and uh, he said, yeah, and he said, "Hey, you know, you're on your way up north. Uh, I'm not at my cabin right now, and if you uh, want to stay before uh -huh. I get back, I was so I, I was like, that was just a big yes, of course. Uh -huh. I wasn't planning on going to Orcas, and but that was like, of course, how could it not? Yeah. And uh, funny enough, uh, I kind of believe now that the island had been kind of tricking me to." Uh, that's in my own personal myth. She kind of tricked me to come out here because the works, the studio work that I had in Seattle actually fell through, which was the whole reason I was on the road. And it landed me on Orcas. And uh, I've pretty much been here ever since. <laughs> Without looking back. I love that. Yeah, Darren's, a, he's a great weaver. And Imagine at Dove actually was the first time that I, I got to see your, your work in the world. So nice to have mm -hmm. that. We really appreciate the people that we have that weave us together. So the, the, the thing that really intrigued me, and I'm hoping you can give a, a bit of uh, context to this and maybe share it, um, was your work in uh, music and um, how you give gratitude to nature here, especially uh, to our 
orca whales. We are, mm. you know, blessed with the resident southern southern resident killer whales, um, so familial um, and so endangered and really special. And then lots of transient activity. But would you share with our guests a bit about your experience and maybe give us an opportunity to hear your chant? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, the the communion of nature of this island and the energy of the earth and the trees and the waters and all the beings that uh, call this place home is so potent. And uh, most of my my journey here has just been been communing. You know, having the time to to just walk and be and and get to listen to this natural world that is so precious here and of course one in one of my walks uh i love the japanese uh, they have a word called uh, i think it's shinrin yoku forest bathing so mm-hmm. you know in one of my forest bathing walks uh, to the to the sea in one of my pilgrimages uh i started thinking about the name of of this island and, and about the orcas who i had only seen briefly when i had actually come to the island um, and I hadn't seen them all winter, and this is deep in the winter. And I started kind of playing with that that uh, name, Orca, and and I started thinking about it. I like to play with language. Or in Hebrew means uh, light, and Ka, uh, for me, uh, connected to uh, in Egyptian uh, mythology, means the life force or like the, the chi, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started singing. I went down to the ocean where I would go pilgrimage for the sunset all through the winter. And I started singing this chant to the orcas, even though I couldn't see them visually. I was just, you know, mm-hmm. sending them this love and, and uh, sending them this light and honoring, you know, as, as the way that I could through my inspiration of creativity, you know, from this place of like, because that's why I feel like the gratitude comes from you know, feeling the awe and love of nature, that home that you feel and that witnessing and listening to this incredible uh, living being that is the earth, you know. Mm-hmm. And from yes. that naturally comes the desire to thank that and give it love, give it praise, you know, give it give it song, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that chant came and I was saying it all winter and uh, added a few words uh, came, you know, first it was just the Orca chant came and then um, Orca Kadosh Neshama came as the next thing, which uh, Kadosh means holy in Hebrew. Some of my ancestors uh, are um, Jewish. And uh, so I love playing with the Hebrew. Uh, Kadosh, holy, and Neshama is like soul or spirit. So it just felt like this prayer, just thanking the soul and spirit and the light bodies of of these beings that obviously as you, as you get to fall in love with a place and get to learn more about it, you realize that, you know, these beings have their struggles and, and that we're a part as humanity are part of uh, making it harder for them to survive. So you, you know, you want to give back, you want to somehow give love and light to those beings. So that's, that's where it came from. Mm. Well, and would you share a bit of this chant with us? Sure, I'll give you just a little taste here. I know we don't have a lot of time.
Porque Carlos, Carlos me chama. 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 Wow. Oh. Take that in. Just a beautiful, beautiful song chant, Rafe. Thank you. Thank you. We um, could we put the uh, little bit of a video clip on from your singing that to the orcas. Um, we'll make sure that mm. folks see that in real time. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I just want to share. There was a really special part of the story. Was this chant came to me? I sang it all winter. And then this summer, and hadn't seen the orcas, and but I was feeling them, of course. And mm-hmm. and uh, this summer, I was invited to teach at a sound camp on um, San Juan Island. And we, I have a friend that I connected who uh, works with the orcas in the Pacific Northwest Protector Sai, and he, I would stay in touch with him about let me know if the orcas are around, and we were able to take the group out to sing that chant. And the orcas literally came right up to us, jumped out of the water, said hello. It was the full culmination of, of that prayer that uh, uh, just so blessed, so so grateful Beautiful. for that. That is an amazing story. And I want to thank you for being with us today, Rafe and Jenny. Um, we are just about out of time, but I want this conversation to continue. So you can find Jenny Haas and Rafe Perlman on Facebook, and I will have show notes and a video clip of this beautiful encounter with the orcas. Thank you both for being in my lives and for the the great work and the great walk that you're doing on this planet. I am grateful for you and uh, may we all walk in grace. So this is Gretchen saying goodbye from Heart of the Matter on Lift Your Spirits Radio, KKNW 1150. Thanks and I'll see you next month. Speak your story and I'll sing mine Sing me your story and I'll speak in kind And I'll tether your heart And I'll tether your heart To stars Thank you.
Please don't. 